0: Be The Good is all about people doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. If you are enjoying these stories, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much. You can also join our Facebook community under the group title, Be The Good with Kate Cherichello." Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. A quick message from our sponsor, and then into the episode... Welcome back to Be The Good. I am so excited today to have Jennifer Debella here. She is the Director of Education at Roundabout Theater Company here in New York City. And I first crossed paths with Jennifer back uh, when I was in college as an intern for the development office at roundabout and then jennifer hired me over the summer the following summer to work with their after school i guess it wasn't after school because it was in the summer but we referred to it as the after school program uh, with high school students who were putting on a production with roundabout and roundabout does so so much for the community and beyond um, aside from of course their performances on stage so i'm thrilled you will hear from jennifer about this today jennifer thanks so much for being here
1: oh, it's my pleasure thanks for asking me to join
0: so i gave everybody a little idea who you are but please tell me more about who you are and what you do in your own words
1: oh sure uh, so Uh, As you mentioned, uh, Jen DiBella, I work in the education department at Roundabout Theatre Company. I have been at Roundabout since 2005, so it's been quite some time now, going into my 16th season, I think. Um, So it's been really, really uh, a joy to be able to sort of grow up with the education department and kind of help build what exists today. Um, and uh, I feel very lucky and fortunate to have leaders at the organization who are so deeply committed to our work in the education and community space. And have really helped us um, both be push us to be innovative, but also probably more importantly, very responsive to our partners and our constituents and all of the incredible students and uh, early career professionals and community members that we support and serve throughout the year. Um, I started um, my sort of love of theater from a very young age, uh, loved participating in theater as a, a student in school. I uh, thought maybe I'd be an actor, went to school um, at Wagner College and thought I was going to be a performer. And I think I figured out pretty quickly that I, performance wasn't for me. And so I actually studied directing um, and then uh, took a class Uh, I want to say my sophomore or junior year in undergrad um, in education, just an elective class, and uh, I really loved it. I had a chance to do some observation of classrooms as part of that class and um, thought, uh, I would love to find a way to kind of marry my two loves together. I really love working with young people. I had been um, a camp counselor and a camp drama director. while I was in college. And I really wanted to figure out how to put those things together. And so um, I actually ended up getting a sort of dual certification in theater and education. Um, and I thought I would be a theater teacher. That was the path that I was on. But when I finished um, undergrad um, in New York City, uh, I th- learned very quickly that there really weren't a lot of theater teacher jobs in New York City. Um, in fact, there are 1800 New York City public schools Um, throughout the five boroughs and there are still only about 200 or 250 certified theater teachers teaching in the (laughs) schools right now and that's about where they were at 20 years ago as well Um, so unfortunately there hasn't been a major shift although not not for um, not without lots of effort from uh, the arts folks who work for the DOE really trying to move that 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 dial and some great um, programs throughout the city who are certifying theater teachers to teach in the schools there just seems to be sort of um uh, low ability to be able to move the the work forward and so um when i found out that i couldn't (laughs) probably couldn't get a teaching job very easily i uh started looking for other ways to 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 work in my in my field and so i um, actually landed at walnut street theater in philadelphia and had an apprenticeship in the education department which i did not even know that education departments existed i didn't know that you could work in a professional theater in an education space. Um, and uh, that was, so, so I had a whole sort of separate education learning about professional theater, learning about how to navigate a big institution, how to um, build education programs in uh, in a professional theater space. And so um, I did some teaching and some directing as a teaching artist after my apprenticeship and then landed back in New York, uh, made, my way, made my way to roundabout and I've been there ever since. So that's been sort of my journey. Uh, of getting to, to where I am today. Uh, and it's been really exciting to sort of see the department shift and grow uh, again, and really being responsive to um, the young people that we have been, um, you know, connected to and partnered with for so many years and being able to kind of develop programs along with their interests and where they want to see their careers and work go.
0: I always find it so fascinating to hear about people's paths to where they are now. And it, almost every time, you know, no matter how well I know someone I'm interviewing or if I've never met them before, I usually have no idea about half of the pieces that led them to the place they are at. So I didn't know that you were an actor first and then going into directing and that whole story. And it is so interesting. And that's why I think, too, it's so important that people don't stress so much early on that they have to be on exactly the right path to exactly what they want to plan on that day, because even if you're doing what you love, chances are that's going to, you know, snake around a little bit, take some different forks Absolutely. in the road and look at all you've done since then.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think it's, it's you know, it's very difficult at when you're in your early 20s to, to know what you want your life's work to be. I mean, I think... That's difficult throughout your entire career, right? Is this the right place for me? Is this where I want to be spending my time and energy? Um, and so I think, yeah, I can't stress enough how important it is to try different things right and and kind of see what fits um, and find where your particular talents and expertise can be most useful.
0: absolutely. I don't think I knew that there was an education department in theaters that that was that large back when I was in school because I went to school for arts administration, hence how I ended up at roundabout there, but yeah, hearing of all the different. Facets that Roundabout had delved into. You know, it was, it was beyond their marketing and development and finance teams. They had this huge education department, and to see it really has grown so much. Wow. I encourage everybody to go on their website too, because you can really see a breakdown of a lot of the programs too. But Jen, tell me more about how the world has looked different for you since the start of the pandemic. Uh, I know that now you're working from home some days and in the office some days, but a little more about how that shift has worked and how you and Roundabout have worked through it.
1: Absolutely. Um, And I should say, too, uh, just to kind of give a a bit of a context, uh, we have three core areas of our education programming. So work with students and teachers throughout the New York City public schools, working in the five boroughs of New York City, um, and that work is really focused on um, some uh, arts integration. So, using theater to uh, really engage students in learning their math and science and social studies curriculum, but also a big focus on um, students uh, supporting students in producing the kind of theater that they want to make. So, theater making and building their own sets, costumes, light sound, really learning all of the trades that make the collaborative art form of theater happen um, and helping teachers uh, also kind of build their capacity to do that work with their students and their school communities. Uh, the second area of our work is uh, career training, which of course you are uh, one of our alum of, so, so, so grateful to have our alum working just all over the city, all over the country um, and the world doing incredible work. Uh, but it's really about connecting folks to careers in the theater there is a focus on early career professionals, but also career changers. Sometimes people come and uh, are part of our programs because they want to change careers and they want to get into the field. And is a great way to learn about the industry. So we have two areas of our career training. We have um, a program that is about um, supporting young people connecting to careers backstage with, uh, in partnership with the IATSE Stagehands Union. So it's about technical theater career building. The other area is arts administration and connecting folks to jobs in the uh, admin side of offstage work. Uh, And then the last area of our work is audience and community partnership work. It's both uh, the engagement programming that we're doing with audiences uh, who are coming to the theater and then also being really intentional about who's not coming to the theater, who doesn't think that theater is for them. How do we create relevancy? And engagement around roundabout, around the medium of theater with communities who have been really historically marginalized from the industry over the years um, and so i gave that context because i think it's important to know what we were what we are doing um, and what we did during the pandemic to try to keep that work moving forward uh, so when we found out that things were going to be shut down and shut down for some period of time uh we really we took um not very long probably less time than we should have um, to really think through how could we make some shifts. And we did make um, a pivot to working virtually across all of our programs. Uh, Very lucky that we had the support of the institution to keep moving things forward, um, that we could keep our teaching artists working in the virtual spaces and really work again, every area continued for the most part um, in some capacity in the three program areas. So what that looked like was, um, you know, virtual residencies. Students were, were learning from home. We had teaching artists zooming in and co-teaching in the classroom and really trying to engage students in the virtual space, which is a very challenging thing to do. And wow. You've probably heard about the challenges of virtual learning, um, probably mostly because we were all sort of unprepared for it. So we had to kind of... Uh, really think creatively about how to engage students and how to kind of get them uh, engaged in these Zoom boxes. Um, We did a lot of creating virtual theater with students, uh, both in our after-school spaces, as you mentioned earlier, through our roundabout youth ensemble, they created incredible virtual art, almost like a movie really, um, where they uh, in such incredibly creative and brilliant and very sophisticated ways put together a big digital theater piece um, during the summer, the first summer of the pandemic. Um, in our career training space, we moved our technical theater training to the online space and continued to try to support uh, the group of folks who we had been training for the past few years who had actually been really working in the field as technicians and all of a sudden lost their, their work overnight. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that we could support them through this very challenging time for them and for the industry So looked for ways to create some advanced training modules, um, networking opportunities, getting them to learn how to support digital theater productions which were starting to pop up pretty quickly. Um, And then in our community and audience engagement space we made a real commitment to you know any digital content that was going to be shared with Roundabout we were going to create some engagement activities around Mm -hmm. that so that audiences could not just consume the digital content but they could also We could also create spaces for audiences to engage deeper with that content that might look like online community conversations where people from all over the world got together and in small groups talked about a piece of theater they saw together Um, or recording dramaturgical theater talks that could accompany the production so that folks could delve a little deeper and learn more about the plays, the playwrights, and the shows. Um, And uh, there were two big projects that we worked on during the pandemic that we wouldn't have worked on but weren't for the circumstances of the pandemic. One was the DOE approached uh, Roundabout and um, as a lead theater partner, Carnegie Hall as a music partner, studio in a school as a visual art partner, and the 92nd Street Y Dance Lab as a dance partner to create a virtual arts curriculum for the city schools. And so... It was a very intense process working um, in partnership with educators and our roster of incredible teaching artists uh, to build remote modules of theater um, instruction that could be done at home, both independently for students or teachers could use it as um, content for their existing theater units. Uh, and it, it really was an incredible big project and reached about 400,000 students last year year um through uh you know through our great partners in the doe. So that was a big uh lift for our team to put it together and uh Paul Brewster McGinley from our team really led that that project uh, with a, with an incredible group of artists and educators that put it together. Um, but that was something we wouldn't have done, right? If, there, if the yeah. circumstance wasn't was different. And now it lives. It's content that's evergreen that can be mm-hmm. living um, as a public resource on our website through the DOE on their website. And it's just a resource that continues to be and get used and engaged um, it, throughout you know throughout the school year. Um, the other big project we worked on was something we had been uh, kind of in process or planning before the pandemic, but it ended up shifting quite drastically. We have, um, for many years now, been really trying to be intentional. Again, I think I mentioned earlier about um, connecting with folks who maybe have felt marginalized or have been marginalized from the industry. And one of the, the communities that we've really been focused on is a disability community and, and working with um, four really fantastic neurodiverse theater companies in the city, just having conversations about, you know, how can we create more welcoming spaces and spaces of belonging at Roundabout for folks with disabilities. Um, And one of the things that just kept coming up was representation and lack of representation on the stages. And is there a place for us to um, showcase the incredible art that the disability community is creating every day throughout the country. Um, And so we had hoped to do a festival of um, artistry by disabled artists. in uh, in person on last spring. And we were able to shift that to a remote space and we created something called with very much in partnership with our um, lead partners and producers, um, the Reverb Theater Festival, yeah. which was really an incredible showcase of uh, artwork, art, uh, you know, visual art, sorry, excuse me, now film, theater pieces, monologues, spoken word, dance pieces um, from artists from around the country. We had over 80 submissions of folks who submitted their work um, and something that might have been a small sort of New York based festival ended up being really incredible group of artists from around the country um, sharing their work and their beautiful artistry uh, for our ground about community and beyond. So that was a really exciting project as well that we were able to um, you know, work together with our partners to create in a space that you know we wouldn't have had probably met artists from around the country um, and what a treat and a joy it was to get a chance to meet with them and to and be able to create just a small platform for folks to share their beautiful art, so those were some of the changes made. Wow <laughs>
0: Did you sleep during any point of the pandemic? <laughs> uh,
1: I would say that we we really I think my big learning was uh that we should have paced ourselves a little bit more. I think we definitely oh. um we, we really were so. Um, committed to being responsive and to, to keep things moving forward and I do think we probably did more than we probably should have <laughs> in terms of just staff capacity and the team really feeling stretched um, so we are really trying to now as we're going back into spaces and we're in this sort of hybrid moment right where some things we're going to move forward that have been in the digital space and some things are going and things that we missed being in person and in community or we're trying to bring back uh really trying to be intentional with the team around setting boundaries and and really you know um create making sure that we're being aware of capacity and supporting our team so that they can be successful and not feel burnt out Um, because it was an intense 18 months we we all really um worked very very hard to keep it going but i think we're all really proud of the work but i do think everybody's really tired and so we're trying to be you know just protective of our capacity as we move forward
0: Yeah, and you you should be proud of that. That it's so amazing too because I think so a lot of times I'm totally generalizing, but you know people think with arts they're like, oh, it, it's okay if we set that aside so we can focus on you know these other goals or tasks or education aspects. And you prove that no, look, we need this. We need this for so many reasons. I mean, mental health thankfully is becoming such a bigger or not a bigger ta- more. There's been more focus on it, right? So. I mean, look at all that could come from being part of the arts, and just—I mean, we could go on. That could be a whole other episode in of itself, right? But there's so much to that, and your team proved that. Look, we—we're going to make sure that we're still helping our community because it is needed. So, thank you for for doing so much, even if it was stretched a little too much. <laughs> well,
1: and, the, and the organization needs our community too, so you know, yes. it's really important to the—I think—the long term health and growth of our of our uh, organization and the industry right to to be really um, intentional about our focus and so it's it's yes it it was great to be able to be in support and in um, community with our partners but also we we really have benefited and grown and stretched and learned from those relationships probably more so even you know yeah key and important i think to our work
0: oh fantastic so Jen, I almost am not. wasn't even going to ask this next question because I feel like you covered it so well, but I'm still going to ask because I feel like you could yeah. even add on. Uh, what Are there any examples of goodness that you'd like to share? I like to call them good news moments. Uh, I feel like that whole that whole last question about what you've been doing has really answered that too, but maybe there is a certain person you've worked with that has talked to you about What the what education roundabout has done for them, or you know, fill in the blank there.
1: Sure. Well, I will say that you know, uh, when I think about what what really sort of drives me and what keeps me really excited and engaged in our work, it's so rooted in relationship. You know, with the individual folks that we are connected with, both through a partnership level, right? You might be working with. we have a great partnership with the library, the New York Public Library, and we have great partnerships with teachers and students and schools. But to me, um, the individual relationships was what is most exciting. Um, and, you know, just this year, um, one of my sort of full circle moments has been so many of our uh, alum from our programs working at roundabout as and that our colleagues, Um, of course, you know, through our career training programs, we always love when our uh, former interns and apprentices get hired and that happens quite a bit and it's such a joy, Um, but seeing students that were some of our partner school students five, 10 years ago, now working as teaching artists for us, uh, seeing um, fellows who are part of our technical theater training program, working on the wardrobe crew for our Broadway production of Carolina Change. You know that those moments are so joyful for me and so exciting for me, and feel like really good news moments because um, that's why we're doing it, right? We're trying to um, sort of break down the barriers of access that have been traditionally um, very uh, strongly held, so that we that folks maybe you know can't access careers um, if they were interested in in joining these careers or um, even just exposure to theater as a as a young person in their high schools or in their middle schools and then getting excited about it and wanting to see a pathway towards a career and really creating those pathways or clearing the way um, is something that I'm really passionate about and so seeing that happen um, is just the best part of my job and um, I have to try really hard not to be like a cheesy mom like and be like oh you're working back (laughs) you know, <laughs> exactly, like cool you know they're working their they're adults they're incredible artists um I don't want to you know I don't want to uh, blow their 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 incredible <laughs> so you know I think that's our um that's that's the best part of my work and that's uh, to be motivated
0: I can only imagine because just from one summer with uh, some of the education programs I I can just think of so many moments of just being so excited and proud of this these kids and you have 16 years worth Oh my gosh!
1: (laughs) It's a joy, you know, to have um, young people that I've been so inspired by, and so and learned so much from. To be now my colleagues, and I get to learn with them every day, and um, and to see them so successful and excited, and in careers where they feel really excited and fulfilled. uh, That to me is 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 huge. So
0: ah, so wonderful. Hey, Jed, I have one more question for you. Is there any quote or mantra you find yourself saying to yourself or to your employees or the kids you work with?
1: Um, something that I believe, and it's not my own words, um, I learned it through, um, through a racial equity training years and years ago, um, but it was that culture shifts before policy. And so I do believe that the work that we're doing uh, has the I think that theater, our medium, has the ability to really shift heart, people's hearts and minds. And what's so great about the medium is that it's an opportunity for, um, for you to, as an audience member, to learn about somebody who might have a totally different lived experience than you. Um, and what we try to do is create opportunities to even deepen that, that engagement and think even more critically about that. Um, and... I do believe that if if that culture and theater has a role in shaping and changing the, the society norms that we wanna shift and see, right? The changes to make our world a more equitable, inclusive space and um, in place for everybody, for all people. And so I really believe that culture shifts before policy so we can really help move this world forward by the art that we're putting on stages, by the programming that we're helping to create and to deepen the engagement around that art. Um, and so that's kind of one of my core tenets um, and things that I come back to when I when it gets busy and overwhelming and it feels like it's a lot. Um, I just kind of remember that we're helping, you know, to make those shifts. And even though they might be small, little incrementals, tiny movements on the dial, it's still those small wins can add up to really big shifts. Um, and so that's one thing that I think about a lot, I think. Uh, I would say
0: that that is such a fantastic way to end, Jen. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat. And I know that I mean I feel so inspired by you. I know so many others will. And also just I encourage people too, you may have seen a Broadway show that you didn't realize was roundabout yeah. too. So take a look through their website and you can see that. So many of the shows here. I know I have tickets for Caroline or Change next month, Get ready to see that. And Jen, where can they follow you in Roundabout?
1: Sure, uh, so please uh, check out our website org slash education. That's one way you can learn about our education and community partnership programs. Um, You can follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Education has our own Instagram account. So you can check out uh, education uh, at Roundabout um, on Instagram and you can follow some of the more specifically education stories if you wanna learn about artwork as well. So uh, I encourage you to check out that work and all just the great work that's happening throughout the city, not just at Roundabout but the arts education ecosystem is so rich and incredible, and there's incredible work happening at small and large organizations all over the city, really trying to move the dial to make sure that young people and really all people have access to arts and culture um, and that they have, uh, that it's really an important part of everybody's life, you know? And so we hope that, I hope that you can take a look at every, all the work that's happening, not just the work at Roundabout, but just at the, in the sector at large.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Be The Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribe, and or left a review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.